Well, hello and welcome to Sunday Encore, where we have candid conversations about the practical applications of Sunday's message. We are so excited to be back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down and talk to recall the truths of Sunday's message and consider some practical applications for our lives. If this podcast has been an encouragement or a blessing to you, I'd love to encourage you to give us a five-star rating, to share, like, subscribe, wherever the action point is that you would listen. It would greatly help us reach more people with the hope of the message of Jesus. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Spencer, and across the table, I have my good friend, Adam. How's it going? And we are here and excited to be here. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Summer is finally full on here. I know. I know. It's We're like recovering. We, uh, we we normally film this or record this, I guess, on Mondays, but it's now Tuesday because we were enjoying the long weekend with our families. Happy Canada Day, Happy everybody. Canada Day. What a great... I don't know if any... You didn't go to the fireworks. You were jealously listening to the fireworks. Yes. But man, the fireworks in Concordia. Beautiful. They're amazing. I they sounded la- beautiful. Dude, they're amazing. <laughs> I remember last year going home. It was my first time seeing them last summer. And... Uh, talking to wendy and saying man like those were amazing and i'm like those weren't just amazing for a small town yeah no those were like amazing it's so funny because everyone who i talk to who lives in our town or lives in our church um, lives in lives, lives in our church comes to our church i uh they're like yeah it's good like like they think it's awesome but it's like yeah they're, they're used to it so, but man. you and i who aren't from here are like the city's got nothing on this. seriously i mean i lived in the capital city and i've been to the some of the fireworks shows and they were average at yeah, best totally you know? and uh but yeah no they were great i mean the water features are awesome and oh yeah you know it's great it's That's just awesome and there were so many people like yeah. the beach was packed. yeah canada day really pops off here packed it was man that's great i love it i mean a part of me now that i've been here a couple of years it's like even when you walk in the beach and seeing people you know and like totally you know from different areas right and um yeah i love it it's a, it's a great uh it's it's a great town man yeah it's a great awesome. place to live it's a great place to live if there you don't you live go. in concordant if you're listening to us you don't live in concordant you are missing yeah. out and come visit us come visit concordant listen yeah the sunsets are spectacular. It literally feels like California sometimes. Like Dude. I'm actually not. I say that to my friends and I'm actually not joking. No, 100%. We're Ontario's West Coast. Can Ontario's Canada's West Coast. Ontario's West Coast. I think it's Ontario's. Ontario's what's the sign say? I think it says Ontario's, Ontario's West, West Coast. Coast. Yeah, I guess that's right. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Well, we are so hyped. We, uh, this past Sunday, launched a brand new series called mm-hmm. Outsiders. And I don't know about you if you listened, but it was such an incredible way to start a new series. And I think we maybe planned it a little bit intentional, but kind of got orchestrated this beautiful kind of series flow in the mm-hmm. last few months that we've been working through as we went through the Sola series and talked about faith and how our, we're justified by faith alone and God does so much work. And then we moved into James and it's like, oh, but the other side of the coin is, you know, we, our faith actually leads us to do something. And then, and then we thought maybe like, you know, maybe you're listening mm-hmm. and you've been through these last two series and you're like, it's all great. It's all awesome, but it just feels too much. Like it just feels like I'm, I can't do it. Like I don't have enough. Yeah, like, or you, you, yeah, yeah, you get that sense of feeling like, I, like I believe this. Yeah, 
but I just, I just, I feel so far on the outside of it. Totally. I just feel like I don't have what it takes or I'm not enough yeah. or I don't belong or I don't fit. Like, right. I, like I, I see it for you. Yeah, right. Totally. Like I, and I, but I just, I want what you have, but I just don't feel like I have enough to give. I don't feel like I'm part of that inside, whatever that, you know, quote yeah. unquote inside crowd. Right. And I think we just want to debunk that a little bit. Yeah. You know? Like, um, really just kind of tackle this insider outsider language and saying no christ came to make all outsiders insiders and we were all outsiders at one point absolutely right? which is kind of what we really hit this last sunday it's yeah. just sort of like god's great mission was to make all outsiders insiders right right we're all part of it and um but to really tackle the feelings right because again i mean outside of salvation that, that there's a there's a turning point right we of, yeah. of accepting christ but Moving forward, where we talk about the other thoughts, where we talk about stuff like, you know, I, I don't have anything to offer, or I don't, I don't feel like I belong, right. or I feel like I've been unjustly treated, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I, I feel off, maybe forgotten, overlooked. Like some of these are feeling oriented things that we just need to allow ourselves to feel something different. Yeah, you know, we need to kind of submit those things to Christ and yeah. just choose to, you know, um, just pattern our mind and our feelings in a different way. Yeah. You know, just allow us to think through life a little different way. And, and I mean, I love the Bible because the Bible is full of characters who do, who are like us, you know, who, who are battling these real feelings of feeling on the outside. And, yeah. And when you allow the feelings of being on the outsider to control you, what it really does is it robs you from experiencing all of life's joys and totally. God's purpose for your life. Yeah. You know? And so how do we just tackle those things head on and, um, yeah, just allow the word of God to renew our mind again. Totally. You know? Yeah. Submit those feelings for his truth. Like you always love to say that feelings are great indicators, but they're horrible masters. And horrible. These kind of feelings of insecurity, inadequacy, unbelonging, those kinds of things are, and I loved how you preface that. It's like those feelings are not truths, they're feelings. And we're not here to like, necessarily convince you whether you're an outsider or you're inside or right you've accepted christ you're on the inside but we're here to completely tackle those feelings mm -hmm. that we experience based on life circumstance wherever we're at that actually rob us like you said of yeah. what god has prepared for us absolutely it's like those feelings like i i love the illustrations you go like going to a new job or going to somewhere like i i worked at starbucks for Many years and have worked at several different locations in every, the most dreaded moments of my life, I kid you not, are going to a new Starbucks location to work and not knowing anyone, not knowing where the back room is, not knowing where to go and like walking up like a complete loser and be like, <laughs> hi, I'm Spencer, where do I go? It's like, I hate every moment worst. of it. It's the worst feeling in the world. Oh, absolutely. Starting like, a new job, look, going to a new school. Right. Um, but then I fast forward a year later. And I walk in confident like I own the place. Did the place change? Nope. No. Did I change? Nope. But I felt like I belonged because yeah. I've been there, yeah. right? And the same reality is for you in the kingdom of God and the family of God, wherever you're at, that you do have a purpose and God wants to use you, yeah. albeit the feelings that you may feel. 100%. And, I mean, I talked about my story of, again, just one example. If I, I'll go to a church conferences, pastor's conferences, and I'll feel like outsider. Totally. And I know that probably everyone there feels the same way. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? <laughs> we, we all feel somewhat, you know, exposed in these moments, yeah, right? Yeah. But I remember growing up not playing hockey and, again, thinking I was the only one, which I know knowing back I wasn't. But, you know, feeling like in that moment I was the only one who didn't. And it impacted my confidence in totally. athletics and sports and just even willing to try 
uh, feeling that I'll be kind of, you know, found out as a fraud, you know, yeah. you're not athletic, you're not. And it, it's amazing how that impacted me all the way to college. And if I'm honest, Spencer, it somewhat always does even now, totally. you know, like it always comes up like you're, cause I just never consider myself an athlete. Yeah. So even coaching my boys baseball team, I've never played baseball my whole life. I played softball a little bit, but like after the boys were playing baseball and always feeling a little bit like I don't belong. Yeah, totally. Like I'm going to get, someone's going to bust me. Yeah. They're like, you're a fraud. Yeah. And I'm not, like, but it's just that feeling and you just of have course. to constantly challenge that feeling yeah. that's going to hold you back yeah. from experiencing, you know, whatever that is in front of you. And, you know, whether that's a social event, you know, just being out and playing with some friends or whether that's actually pursuing the purpose that God has for you yeah. and to not lean out of that, not to, not to fall away, but to lean into it. And so we kind of started this whole series talking about the lost son, because I don't yeah. think there's a better parable or a better story in scripture that really identifies G God's pursuit for the outsider. Of course. Like it's, it's not only a God, not only is it a parable of the gospel, um, but it really just sets the, the stage on saying, listen, like there's not, there's nothing stopping you from coming in. Right. Right. There's the only thing that's stopping you is you. Yeah. And so, you know, it just really sets that table up. And so we talked about these two, these three timely truths, like these, Again, feelings aren't truths, right? Mm-hmm. Glory the, to God. <laughs> right? But the word of God is truth. So we can, there's, there's a principles of the word of God we can stand on. And then there was a caution. There's this, like, this warning at the mm-hmm. end in the, in, the, in the older brother's story. And, and we, you know, we can unpack the lost son in a, a, a number of different ways. Yeah. You know, there's analogies and imageries you can pull on. But in our context, we just recognize that the lost son. So we don't have time to go through the whole story. But Luke yeah, 15 yeah. is when God's... When God, Jesus is telling the story of the parable. He talked about the lost sheep, and he talked about the lost coin. Then he lands the the kind of triad with the lost son. And you know, ideally, the, the he had, the father has two sons. The youngest son says he wants his inheritance. He wants to go and do his own thing. So we recognize the son is the one who actually left. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were all born on the inside when God created the heavens and the earth. We were all part of the inside. You know, Adam yeah. and Eve. Adam and Eve. Like Adam walked with God. He he. He, he worked with God like he was on the inside, but our sin, our choices, our actions pushed us on the outside. Yeah, I love that. Like the title of your message is like when you feel like you're far from God. And I love that you started with this because it's like if you feel like you're far from God, recognize that God's not far from you. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, good. I you, should, why didn't you tell me that earlier? That's a good <laughs> like line. You actually t- made the distance. You moved. You made the distance. Yeah from sin nature or from your poor actions, whatever it may be. Yeah. But God isn't far from you. You're far from him. Absolutely. And so we see that the son left, right? The son, he wanted, and you know, like he, he kind of was having this like cursing his father, or I wish you dead kind totally. of conversation, you know? And he left and he squandered and he came to his senses. He had kind of a, a, a rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately for some of us, we need that rock bottom moment to actually bounce back. Just like a, a ball hitting the wall in order for it to bounce back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's God's hope for us, but sometimes our stubbornness leads us to that direction that we have to actually hit the bottom before we can rise back to the top. Mm-hmm. And so he has that moment and he comes back and he's coming back as a servant. He's coming back as not worthy anymore. Again, he's not good enough. He's too far God. He's too messed up. He's he's fallen too far that there's no way God that his father will welcome him back as a son, but maybe. And it, and it's not a guarantee. Maybe he'll welcome me as a servant. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Because I mean, I was I was bad. Yeah. Like he, I mean, I'm speaking on, on in first person here, but you know, he made some he made some horrible decisions. Yeah. And uh, I guess so. We understand that sin turns insiders outsiders, right? Yeah. So it's like our decisions. That's what makes us outsiders. But I love the I love it. I love one of the, the my favorite lines is that is in Luke fifteen verse twenty. It says, "Well, while he was still a long way off, mm. his father saw him mm-hmm. and was filled with compassion." And man, that line it gets me every time. <laughs> gets me, and it's just you know again like I think a lot of us again we're, we're speculating. This is a parable, right? So this isn't a true story. This is a parable that Jesus told. So we got to keep that in context, right? But this parable, you just as you begin to imagine it a little bit, the father is about his day working and. He's got servants and he's got his family members and there's action, there's things going on, there's activity happening. And it's a lot of times, we can picture ourselves in those moments when someone sneaks up on you, mm-hmm. you know, taps you on the shoulder like, oh my goodness, where'd you come from? You yeah. know, have those kind of moments. This is not what this is. It, this is like, when you see somebody a long way away, it's because you're actively looking for something. Yeah. You're, pers- you're, you're gazing into the horizon. You're yeah. looking down the road. You're waiting. I remember this one movie, I don't know, Aquaman movie. I keep on thinking about this where the father goes down to the docks every morning to wait for Aquaman's wife, who's like a mermaid or whatever they are, <laughs> you know, fish woman or. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but every morning he goes down and waits for her to come back, right? Okay. It's this kind of like moment where. You know, but he, I can imagine like every day he's out there looking. Every day he's yeah, out there wondering. Totally. Every day, is this the day? Is this the day he's going to come home? Is this? I wonder the day? how many days it was. I know it's a parable. It's a you parable. I mean? But I think about it. Like like how many days? How many days? How many days did it take for him to squander his wealth? It seems like he, yeah, like may, probably did it pretty quickly, but wasn't a day. Wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't probably wasn't a week. No, it was probably a. I mean, I was probably a good little while. Good you know what I mean? But all that to say. He knew what he was doing, yeah. yet he was still waiting. Yeah, and the, so the father saw him. And again, I think we've talked about this a little bit last week too. It's like when he saw him, like you, you can imagine he looked different. You can imagine he was ratty and he was dirty and he was rugged and he was smelly and his he probably wasn't clean shaven and he was, totally. man, he was hanging on pigsties. So yeah. like, you literally. know, literally, literally <laughs> hanging on pigsties. So you can tell, and he longed for the pods that the pigs were eating to eat. So like you have to be a pretty desperate place to yeah. long or something that you would even you would even look at previously, you know, like you're longing for something that previously you would say that is disgusting. Yeah. I would never eat that. And uh, so yeah, but then the father recognized him by his walk, mm-hmm. by his just in the anticipation of him coming, and probably by the way he walked, he could tell the and uh, and he ran out to him. Like again, he didn't wait for him to come home. He didn't wait for him to get to him. He didn't wait for him to apologize. He didn't wait for you know a, a, an excuse or a reason or some justification or some. He just threw his arms around him, had compassion on him. It's just such a beautiful story of how God pursues everyone who feels like the outside mm-hmm. to come on the inside. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this sin separates us from the presence of God, but nothing can separate us from the love of God. Yeah, right. Like nothing. Like proximity, yeah, sin separates us from proximity with God. Yeah, but man, God's heart is constantly beating; it's constantly pursuing yeah. His people Absolutely. to come home. And when they do, when they turn, yeah. when they make that step, when they, as the story says, come to their senses, yeah. you know, and recognize that, hey, I have sinned; I have separated myself from the Father. I can go back. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe there's a place back for me. Yeah, 
And we just see this beautiful recognition that God's grace overshadows our sin. Like mm. He's always inviting us back in. Yeah. And um, it's the perfect image of repentance, too. Like, even what the word repentance means mm-hmm. to turn around. Yeah. Like, that's literally what he did. Yeah, 180. Yeah. He Do something different. Literally turned around and walked back. Yeah. And he didn't even, like, he didn't have to go the whole way. He, like he said, like, because the father knew, father knew his heart, father knew he turned. And then he met him where he was. Yeah. With all the love and compassion. That it's so good. And then you th- then you realize this, you keep reading in the story. And I think this is, again, th- I've said this line before, and I'll, I'll probably say it a thousand more times before yeah. I die. <laughs> but that God loves you as you are, but loves you too much to leave you as you are. Mm-hmm. So God, so he, so his, the father comes and he throws his arms around his son. He's hugging his son. He's kissing his son. The, the scripture tells us while his son stank, like was gross, pig stank. filthy, dirty, pig stank, and all that comes with that. Hugged him, threw his arms around him, and then he tells his servants quickly, "I'm not. I, I accept you as you are. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm embracing you as you are, mm-hmm. but I'm not leaving you here. Mm-hmm. Quick, get me a robe, get me a ring, get me some sandals. Yeah, the son of mine is home. You know, so he's not coming back as a servant anymore. He's coming back as a son. God is restoring him back." into the family and, yeah. and there's just something beautiful about that and i think that's something that all of us need to know like and also too like the son came home we didn't talk about this yesterday because i guess you can kind of parse it out maybe but i mean the son didn't come home and say i still want my own individuality i still want to do what i want to do but i want to do it under the covering of your blessing mm-hmm. i'm going to do what i want to do and live like i want to live no no no. the humble the son came and humbled himself to what it was like to be a son of the father again yeah to the to, to the rules of the house, to yeah, the yeah, to right. the systems of the home, you know, like I think sometimes we come and say, God, I want you to love me, but I want you to love me as I am becoming and who I ever want to be to make for me to be happy. Yeah, and that's not what Scripture tells us. Like we have to die to ourselves, we have to submit ourselves to Christ, and but in doing so, you know, following His ways is actually a, a beautiful thing. We actually totally. we we want to do that. Of you course, know? like the rules of being married of, to my wife aren't rules. Because I want to protect my marriage, so yeah. those rules I'll gladly follow. Those those systems of honoring one another and loving one another, protecting one another, and keeping pure for one another. Like if you start with those things with no relationship and no love, then that feels like boundaries and barriers. But right. if you love somebody truly, then you'll do those things to protect it out of your own accord. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so yeah, the sun comes back, and there's this beautiful recognition of the robe, and he's clothed in righteousness. Not you know the robe. He didn't earn this robe. <laughs> But the father gave him the rope. You're clothed in my righteousness. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm going to put a ring on your finger of authority and affection. I want to. I'm going to put sandals on your feet because I know you said you want to come back as a servant. Servants don't wear sandals generally, traditionally, historically. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not coming back as a servant. You're coming back as a son. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clothe you in my, what it looks to be like part of the family. And I just think there's just something really beautiful about that. That when and Paul tells us in Romans five that when grace or when sin increased, you know, like, and we see that in life, like when sin increases and grace increases all the more. Yeah. And we see this in the story of the parable son, the prodigal son for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then this leads us to our final yeah. caution. Totally. Really, this is the final, and there's, there's a lot we can pull from this, but this, this one final, because the son, the older brother, like he's just not having it. Yeah. Right? He's not having it. He's throwing a firstborn temper tantrum. He is throwing. <laughs> and you know what? I was thinking about that too, Spencer. Like, I mean, the father separated and divided his belongings. 
right? And he gave, I don't know what the percentage was. I mean, I'm not a historical buff, but, you know, the firstborn would have got most of right. uh, the inheritance, but also with the responsibility of taking care of the household, right? right? Where the younger would have got a portion of the, you know. So he's coming back. He's squandered his, and now he's dipping into yep. his brother's inheritance. Right, because he so, technically already took his. Because he already took his. So when the father says, go get a fattened calf, He's actually tipping into his fa- his son's. So it's not just that his son's mad, that the older brother's mad that he's that the father is doing something for him for the younger brother that he that he didn't do for him. But he's also mad because, dude, you're taking something that mine. Yeah, like I've worked for that. Yeah, that's my inheritance, and you're giving it away. Right. You know, you already gave him his. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of moment. But uh, he is just not having it. Doesn't see his son, his brother as his brother anymore. It's his father's son. You know, I've <laughs> I obeyed that. you. You know, it's like this. Like I've followed your commandments. I've never disobeyed you. And I don't look anytime anyone says never, it's like really, yeah, never. Okay, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> two <laughs> words. I know my wife and I. We always talk about two words. We should try be, never. We should. We work really hard not to say is always a never. Yeah, it's like you always do this and you never do that. Yeah, like really, oh, that's a little stretch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um. Uh, but yeah, so you know this attitude, and it, and it really points a picture. Like if we, when soon as we are unwilling to welcome in the outsider, we run the risk of becoming one ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Like as soon as we forget the the same grace that I've received is also available for you. Right? And we're good at that. Right? We're really quick at receiving grace for us. Thank you, God, for God's grace mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But we have a hard time when we look at other people who are receiving God's grace, who we feel they are they're unjustly deserving of it yeah well what is that that's pride 100 well that's the that's what comes the, before the fall that's the weed that doesn't need any help growing totally right it's like yeah it's it's just pride and when i when it yeah i love that because when you first said that i was like i had to process it for a minute not that i thought it was wrong or anything but it just sounded different than what i've heard before but then as you're communicating more and more I was like, well, yeah, like what is the feeling if you were to label the feeling of like he shouldn't get that and I should get that? Like what is that? That's pride. 100%. And pride is the breeding ground for separation. Yeah, for disunity, for pulling away. Like we th- it comes in in all favor. In, you know, it, we're talking about salvation in this context, right? The inside outside is salvation conversation. But, you know, if you if you grew up in your in church and you're you're a follower of Jesus, you you identify yourself as a faithful follower of Jesus, and and you lived a blessed life and a good life, and you're good. But then you see someone who's new to Christ, maybe you know, and all of a sudden they're receiving a quote unquote blessing that you've never received, mm. favor, opportunity, platform, privilege, promotion, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And you know, I think the human the human side of us is want to be like, that's not fair. Yeah, of course. Right? That's not fair. Why did that person get that when I've been so faithful and obedient and yeah. doing all the right things and I'm not getting that? I'm not getting that recognition. Man, that's the older brother in us. That mm-hmm. that's the creep that's the older brother creeping up inside of us. And it is again, it is there. It's not again, it's not if that brother's there, it's no, that brother is there. It's, are you going to let that person come out? Are you yeah. going to continually surrender? That's the daily dying to Christ. That's the yeah. daily picking up on a cross and surrendering that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that notion uh, to Christ because it will, it will grow. Yeah. And, you know, we run the risk. And so, you know, we don't want to become like that. We want to be able to be like the servants in the story. Mm-hmm. We're not the father. The father is God always, right? We're never the hero of the story. Yeah, yeah. We're always just, we're, we're the associated cast. We're like the extras. We're the extras <laughs> along the way, right? 
And uh, but we're like the servants in that story. That's who we. That's who we are. If we're not the son, you know, we're either one of the sons or we're a servant. Hmm. You know, so we're the son who's who's run away and come home. We're the son who's frustrated that the older brothers come, the younger brothers come home, or we're the servant who's celebrating with the father mm. that the younger brother came home. That's very good. Right? Yeah. So which one are you? Yeah. And I think, you know, if we're the son, the, the younger brother, the younger son, and we've come home, man, amazing. Yeah, glory like, to God. Glory to God. Receive God's grace. It's a gift for you. If you're the older brother, like, come on, let's continue to be welcoming. Let's mm-hmm. continue to keep open hearts. Let's continue to realize that everything that we have is not ours anyways. It's actually a gift. Yeah. Like that older brother, like, it wasn't his. It was his father's, and his father was giving it to him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a gift. So everything we have is, is a gift. So let, let God give freely who he wants to give it to you. And then let's maintain the heart of a servant who's willing to celebrate yeah. joyfully with every son who comes home, yeah, every child amen. of God who comes home. That's great. And uh, I think this is sort of the lesson as we are learning that we are, you know, you may feel you're far away from God mm-hmm. right now. You may feel you're too far away from God, but God is as close as the mention of his name. Yeah. You know, again, he never left. He's right there. You may run far from him, but he's never far from you. Yeah, and uh, I think that's just a, a, something we can re- we can lean in on. And so again, it comes back to read your Bible, pray, yeah, engage the presence of God, yeah, in your car, in your home, totally, in your desk, at your desk, like wherever you find yourself, you can engage the presence of God. He's as close to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in the spirit and in truth. Right, like that's what Psalms tells us. Psalm yeah, five, and so. Yeah, that's great. And I think for a super, just as we end, a practical application for those of you that may feel like the older brother, that may feel like you have that cynicism or those moments of pride towards others that are receiving blessing. I remember a pastor once telling me a long time ago to um, always have that moment. And I'm I'm young, so that this hasn't, no one succeeded me yet, but always having that readiness in your heart for those who come after you to do better than you mm. and to go further than you yeah. and to celebrate that. Um, Cause I think they taught it out of Saul and David mm. not to end up like Saul, who's jealous of David, who, right. you know what I mean? And, and leadership wise or in your job or, or whatever to actually like, and I mentioned this a few weeks back when we were talking about the power of your words, but actually if you are feeling that towards a certain person, Double down on your prayers for that person. Right. Double down on your prayers that God would bless them, that he would, that the ways that you've experienced the goodness and favor of God, that he would do it more in their life. Right, like right. pray those kinds of things to right. actually oppose the pride that wreaks havoc in our hearts. Totally. Exactly. And the thing, I, Chad Veach said this, the other, Veach, Veach, right? Yeah. He said this, he's like, the thinker doesn't control, the thought doesn't control the thinker, the thinker controls the thought. Mm-hmm. Meaning, your thoughts don't lead your life. Right. Right? We actually are called to take our take keep captive every thought. Take yeah. captive every thought and make you obedient to Christ. Right. You can control what yeah. you're going to dwell it, upon. Totally. Right? And how do you you how do you control well whatever you consume, whatever you digest is what you create. It comes out of you, right? What you input comes output. And so, you know, if you find yourself thinking negative thoughts and your judgmental, critical thoughts, then change what you're consuming. Yeah. Change what you're allowing into your mind. Change yeah. the conversations you're having. Like, you got to submit those things. You got to take them captive. There is an action step that's like, you got to put it into practice. Yeah. And, yeah. Like um, those internal conversations in your mind that you yeah. have with yourself where it's like, this isn't fair or I deserve more or those kinds of things in regards to another person, actually change that conversation. Be like, thank you, God, that they're receiving blessing. Yeah. Thank you that you love them. 
I pray that you bless them. Absolutely. And Give thank you for what I do have. Thank you for what you have given yeah, me. Because, totally. again, we can't Gratitude under- will change that. <laughs> yeah, because right now there's somebody praying for what you have. Yeah, totally. You know, like, don't forget that. Yeah. You know, especially we're especially anybody who lives in Western world, totally. Canada, concordant. Come on, we, you know, I know we play the comparison game quite a bit, but jeepers, creepers. Yeah. God has blessed us. Yeah. So, yeah, so we just encourage you to be grateful to, and and I think, what was sobering for me personally in that thought is just to that, that special reminder of like, man, I have been saved of so much. Mm. God has given me so much grace. Please burden me in a really beautiful way, Lord, to actually give others those, that grace that I've received. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I took from it. Yeah. Just be conduits of it. Just be conduits of grace. Totally. Yeah. So next week we're going to pick up on Moses and we're going to look at the story of Moses. I'm so excited. You know, who God's asking him to do something, and he's like, I just don't have what it takes. I can't wait. Who made him feel like an outsider. So we're going to talk, what does that look like? And, uh, you know, because I think a lot of us feel the same way. God's yeah. asking us to do something that we just don't feel we're qualified to yeah, do. absolutely. And I, I think God speaks to that directly yeah. in the story of Moses. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. That message will be for you. Yeah, well, thanks again for joining us for Sunday Encore. We pray that this sparks Jesus-centered conversations in your home or small group as we continue to grow into an overflowing relationship with Jesus. 